When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Key One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. But we are joined today with the true cute one. We have Jeff Epstein, host of Manic, available exclusively on Patreon, and the Adderall and Compliments co-host. Welcome. Thank you. I was going to say, and I am the messy one. <laughs> <laughs> you can be both. It's not mutually exclusive. I'm the delinquent one, let's be honest. <laughs> so we are here today to cover Bring It On, and I'm excited. I actually love this movie. Me too. I used to watch it every single day in high school when I did my homework. Well, this or Cruel Intentions. If I just wanted to focus on homework, I did this. If I wanted to stop doing homework halfway through to jerk off, I did Cruel Intentions. The Ryan P. (laughs) Bull scene? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I just realized your shirt. Yeah, I'm in theme here. So if you are on our Patreon, you can see I'm wearing a Toro's uniform. Patreon.com slash I am the cute one. Get that plug out of the way. Yeah. So they just put this available to stream. We've been asking for it forever. It wasn't available anywhere, but we manifested. It came just like we wanted. But also, I also recently manifested, you know, a few weeks ago, I did my Clearly Canadian (laughs) commercial on the podcast. Clearly Canadian sent me two cases of of their beverage. I walked home the other day and it was just in my living room because my husband brought it in. Not because they dropped it off there. (laughs) Yeah, they broke into your house. (laughs) Well, as the TikTok girlies say, we're lucky girls. The universe brings us what we want. They do. Is it alcoholic or no? It's not. I always thought it was like healthy because it's just flavored water. But I was looking. There's calories in it because it is closer to soda, I think. But they market it as water. So I pretended it. There's all sorts of new versions of beverages because when I was actually at said boy's house last night, He like didn't have any water. He had like water filter thing. Like what hasn't didn't filter the water yet. I was like, fuck, I'm so fucking thirsty. But he was like, okay, well, there's just like not probiotic. It was called a prebiotic drink oh, or something like that. What? But I didn't know it had a fucking caffeine. This was at 10 p.m. <gasps> and I'm super sensitive to caffeine. I was spiraling. Oh, no. oh my God. Oh my God. I had to take a blood pressure. Oh pill. my God. And then I like barely slept and I just feel like a maniac. Oh my God. Why would there be caffeine in water? No, it wasn't water. I don't know what it was. I'm just saying there's all sorts of different types of beverages that, you know, there's no longer just beer, soda, and water. There's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I like the alcoholic Tapachicos. They're really good. But also, I'm a person, like, I am a dehydrated bitch. The only way I get water in my body is by drinking seltzer water, which Mm -hmm. I guess doesn't really count. But, hey, I'm doing my best. And I've chugged an alcoholic Tapachico at, like, 2 a.m. thinking it was water. Oh, alcohol, I'm fine with. I'm fine with chugging a beer in the middle of the night, but not caffeine. (laughs) This is tequila (laughs) and water. It's a big one because it's in, like, uh, you know, a protein shaker type of bottle. But it's, like, mostly water, which is two shots of tequila. So I'm getting my water. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, see, I get my nightly water with my vodka soda. Now, if I made it vodka water, maybe it'd be a little more healthy, but I'm not quite there yet. Wait, does seltzer not count as your water intake? I Um, mean, I think it's like better 
better than chugging Diet Coke all day, which is okay. what I did from ages like 16 to 24. Yeah, so. I just do water because it feels healthier. I'm just like, I, I can suck it up. Yeah. Well, uh, this yeah. isn't a water podcast, so let's move <laughs> on to Bring It On. So this movie premiered on August 25th, 2000. It was, as always, a Friday. Doesn't Really Matter by Janet Jackson was at the top of the charts. Carl Banks, the creator of Scrooge McDuck, died at the age oh, of 99. No. And one month later, the Olympics would begin in Australia. Wow. Sports. And one year later, Aaliyah died. <gasps> oh. Sorry to bring the room down. Well, I hit you with Scrooge McDuck, but you hit us with the real tragedy. <laughs> well, the real tragedy was actually a year and one month later because it was 9-11. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Jeff. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> so like Donnie said, we had actually like this has been just chaos in the making because you were supposed to come on what like six months ago to recap this movie and it was available nowhere like we were searching high and low I found on Amazon that you could stream it but only if you bought every single bring it on in the whole like discography and I was like well that's no 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 yeah then was it the third one I think is with Hayden Panettiere or is it the second one the third. Where she drives that Volkswagen Beetle convertible. <laughs> yeah. I skip the second one and go right to the third with Hayden Panettiere because the second one has Haley from One Tree Hill. It was not. I don't think I saw that one. You're not missing. Them. So my thing was, I was like, guys, my sister has it on DVD. So like, I'm good. I can watch it. Oh. I don't even know the last time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Now it is very 2000s. I would say 2000s. Very, yep. very 2000s. And some of the punchlines that still did make me giggle would not fly today, but God, I love this movie. Uh, no, most of the punchlines and things that I like in a lot of those movies in the 2000s would not fly today. And let me tell you, I don't give a shit. That's why they were amazing. I hate where we're at because that's eh, well, not appropriate to say anymore. I'm like, really? Because it was a great movie. So, <laughs> yeah, I say the Epsler every week on this podcast. So the problems with this movie didn't really bother me because I am worse every single week in 2023. Mm-hmm. So do you have any background or trivia for us? Today, I do, Donnie? I do. One week I'm just going to say no when you ask me that. He's like, no, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so the movie was written by Jessica Bendinger, who also wrote First Daughter with Katie Holmes, Aquamarine, and Stick It. Hmm. I don't know any of those movies, I don't think. Aquamarine's great. First Daughter's mediocre, and Stick It is horrible. Stick <laughs> It it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was directed by Peyton Reed, who also directed The Breakup and Ant-Man. Hmm. His career's all over. I'm saying real nuanced career. <laughs> The budget was $11 million and it made $90 million in theaters. Dang. I know. But 40000 of that budget was to get the rights to Cherry Pie for that audition scene. Wow. Yeah. So it could have been $10.5 million to make, but they said, we need that song. <laughs> Listen, if people, anybody really wants to make money in this life, get your fucking music and TV and movies. It's the fucking way. Apparently. That's crazy. I, know. I have a good friend of mine that she like her career is pretty much like she writes a lot of music for other th- people or things like that. Like she, a lot of her sh- uh, music was like in the Kardashians, like a lot of different reality shows or MTV shows. And it's like make a lot of money doing wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Do you make like royalties too? Like every time it's played or whatever, or you just sell it depends. It Sometimes there's just a buyout. Okay. It, it, there's, yeah, it goes both ways. Hmm. Like Chelsea. <laughs> I'm like Missy, but we don't want to make assumptions. Hey, there's a reason I relate to Uh-oh. her. <laughs> I should have known. It has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes and Roger Ebert. Uh, what did this asshole say about this? Like, my nemesis. <laughs> I don't care that he's dead. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Rotten hell. He was uh, uh, not you, Roger Ebert. No, I, I knew that. I knew. <laughs> I would shut the computer. <laughs> yeah. The one that says, like, two thumbs up or two thumbs down. He's like a film critic, critic yeah. but he's just evil. Yeah, he comes 
for all loser. of our movies. Yeah, he said it was a strange mutant beast, half Nickelodeon show, half rated R comedy. And he said it was like kids with potty mouths playing grown up. But like that is what middle school and high school is. I would say that's what I want. Right. right. That's the <laughs> yeah. point. That's the dream. Right. Yeah, Bob, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Okay, the taglines, I brought three with me. And Jeff, what we do here is fuck, marry, kill the taglines. But once you pick a fuck, marry, or a kill, you cannot change your mind. So the first one is backstabbing, spotlight grabbing, secret blabbing. A cheerleader's life is all that. Okay, that's a mouthful. I am used to them being so bad that I'm being tricked into thinking this one's good. It's long, mm-hmm. so I'm going to fuck it. Okay. I was actually going to say I was going to marry it because it's almost like I want to fuck the hotter one. So it's a little <laughs> bit more mediocre, but better with longevity. I'll marry oh. it. So I'll marry it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Our next one is her parents don't get it. Her boyfriend says forget it. The friends who voted her in now regret it. But does she got game? Bet on it. <laughs> fuck. I fuck I'd it. kill it. Did the person who do these taglines, did they get like fired from Hallmark? Why are they 10 stanzas long? So long. They got fired from the methadone clinic. What is this crap? <laughs> what one do you have left, Chelsea? I have Mary left. Okay. And I've killed left. Okay. The last one is one, two, three, cheer. <laughs> oh, kill. I, I, oh, no. my God. I'm so glad I saved yeah, the kill. Jeff won. Jeff won. I this do round. this to myself every week. Another <laughs> loveless marriage. <sighs> One, two, three, cheer. That is terrible. So filthy. (laughs) I like that they like shot their wad on those first two. They got to the third one. They're like, one, two, three, cheer. We ran out of words. There's (laughs) no more words in the English language. The second one hits hard. (laughs) It really does. I'll get a tattoo of it. It'll go over your whole body, I think. <laughs> I brought a little bit of casting trivia. So Marley Shelton was originally offered the role of Torrance. I knew this. I knew this. Did Sorry. you? Yes, I swear to God. I knew oh this. Just, I don't know why. Because I actually like Marley Shelton. Sugar and Spice, the movie. Hello. Yes. Okay. I love Sugar she and Spice. She turned down this to do Sugar and Spice. I knew that. Yeah, sorry. No, you no. don't have to apologize. You're here to It's see. probably nice for our <laughs> listeners to have somebody on this podcast know something. It all goes downhill from here, guys. <laughs> but speaking of Sugar and Spice, Gabrielle Union got far in the audition process for that movie. And then they ultimately passed when she got the final auditions because they decided they didn't want to go black on any of the characters Ah. and that is a direct quote i'm not just using the phrase go black randomly gabrielle union said that so then she did this movie instead oh wait so she was almost going to be in sugar and spice yeah and then they were like never mind we want all white girls you know that i love who's in that movie um fuck what's her name marla sakalov yes i love her the slut girl from full house (gasps) yes Gia, yeah. Gia, Gia, Gia. She's a legend. I want to get Gia as yeah. a guest for this podcast. Uh, ask, believe, receive. We're lucky girls. The universe gives us yep. things. My first boyfriend that I ever dated was on Full House for like a few episodes. Uh, as who? Stephanie Tanner's boyfriend, actually. No. But he knew, and he knew Marla, and he also, I think, did a movie with her. So he knew. I one time I said something about Gia. He was like, oh, Marla? I was like, what do you mean Marla? And he was like, oh, yeah, my friend Marla. I was like, what? Maybe wow. I'll be like, we need Marla in here. Yeah, yeah my January Ask, Believe, Receive was clearly Canadian. Check. Now we're rooting for Gia from Fox. Gia's <laughs> the baddest bitch. Listen, Maddie Perez got it from Gia. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. If Marla does come on the podcast, I'm going to make her do it all in character. I want her smoking a cigarette the yeah, whole time. Yeah, you are Gia this episode. I don't want to hear any of your real thoughts. <laughs> Well, that's a great pitch. Marla, if you're listening, can't wait to call you Gia for 45 minutes. Come on and not be yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It will be an improv exercise. So my last bit of trivia before I let Chelsea speak again. I have trivia throughout this 
episode. But if you don't get enough trivia this episode, a book just came out last month called Bring It On, the complete story of the cheerleading movie that changed like everything by Case Wickman. I have a copy. It's very good. I found out that Tom Hanks was interested in producing it and then he changed his mind and instead bought the soundtrack or something. I don't know. It was only one <laughs> sentence, but I learned a lot. can tell with that really <laughs> juicy piece of detailed but trivia. It doesn't matter if it's detailed or not. Did you ever think you would hear the words Tom Hanks and Bring It On in the same sentence? No. No. Well, now you did. There we go. (laughs) So before we make Jeff break down this movie in one minute or less, I want to know what character do you guys identify with in this movie? Missy. Me too. I'm a Missy. From H to T, as Tyra would say. And from H to T, I would just say from maybe H to knee, but definitely (laughs) a lot of Missy. Wow, two Uber dykes in my Miss. Mm -hmm. Listen, why do you think I relate? (laughs) After the 27 dresses debacle, I'm never making the wrong mistake again. Okay. I am Big Red. Mm -hmm. I don't steal routines from black girls, but once Big Red graduates and then feels like Torrance is screwing the squad into the ground by not doing exactly what she told her to do, I relate 100%. Okay, wait. What I wanted to say is, and I wanted to say this, even though it's not truly who I relate to, but I just want to say because her name is so funny and I actually used to laugh at this my ex-boyfriend all the time because the one girl, her name is Janelope. That's correct, yeah. Again, I have a niece named Penelope. This girl's name is Janelope. <laughs> it's Janelope, Lava, and Lafred. When I worked at Bubblegum Shrimp Company and was a manager oh, there, I need to specify I was the manager. There was an employee that I just decided to call Lafred. And everyone else then just called her Lafred as well. And she still saved in my phone as that. I couldn't tell you her real name if I tried. Okay. So the time has come... And judging by your face, perhaps you didn't know the time was coming. No, I but... did. I looked through the whole email. I did read it. <laughs> it's a long one. It is. But I was spir- I was actually spiraling today. So I had not, I like couldn't even, you know, when you're spiraling so much, like you feel like you're going to throw up. I couldn't uh, focus on anything. I couldn't like Aww. do anything. I know it's so ridiculous and I, it's so embarrassing. So I'm not going to tell the story of why I'm spiraling because it's ridiculous, but <laughs> I couldn't focus. So that's what happened. Well, thank you for being with yeah, us today. You. Of course. And go ahead. Take it away. Wait, wait, go, go, go. Sorry. Okay. In one minute. Okay. Two fierce groups from Southern California. Oh, I'm already fucking falling off. God damn it, this is so difficult. Okay, wait, wait, let me restart. Yeah. Let me restart. Okay. okay, so I get one minute to describe this movie top to bottom, head to toe. What'd you say? H to T? Yeah, <laughs> however you want to do it. This is actually somewhat more difficult. This is more, I've done some difficult stuff. This is probably the most difficult. <laughs> and I've been to jail. Okay, <laughs> I would say that it's 2000s nostalgia wrapped up in cheerleading, wrapped up in sass, wrapped up in insults and pettiness. And like the undertones of it all, there's so much gayness to it all, whether it's like lesbian undertones, Mm -hmm. the gay boys, whatever. It's high school mean girl battles, but disguised under cheerleading. And so, honestly, I don't even need the full minute. That's oh, all wow. you're going It was Perfect. great. You're not going to jail for that. That was mega <laughs> stressful. <laughs> I need no shot. Okay. <laughs> so let's jump into all that. Let's do it. Now, I do think that in today's society, the word iconic is really overused. But there is no better word to describe this movie's opening cheer sequence because... 
iconic. And I, again, don't know the last time that I saw this movie, but I still knew like most of the words. Word for word. So it's time for the HBIC Big Red to pass the torch. So Torrance becomes the captain of the terrific Toros and ends up naked in front of the whole school. But don't worry, it was just a stress dream. And also, this is neither here nor there. I know that I am face blind, but this was the very first time that I realized that Big Red is Valerie from Sabrina. What? I didn't know. Wait. Are you yelling at her or you're just realizing it now? Chad? Yeah, I'm yelling at her. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. I just like <laughs> have a tough time recognizing facial features, et cetera. And her personality was so different than Valerie and her hair was red. How was I to know? You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she stopped watching TV with sunglasses on. <laughs> and speaking of quotes, like something that I say pretty often is just, I transferred from Los Angeles. Your school has no gymnastics scene. <laughs> this, this is, is a my last resort. resort. <laughs> this movie is so cool. I think that Chelsea's pussy hat has made me so ready to fight anyone because this is the first time I've watched this movie and not ever, but this is the first time I've watched this movie and had a problem with it because they tell her tattoos are strictly forbidden. But in this first dream sequence, one of the men has a visible tattoo on his mm. bicep. And I was like, how dare you try to kick this woman? That out? is actually true. Yeah. I, like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I never put two and two no, together. No, normally I just used to come over it because I was like, oh, a tribal tattoo on a white man. Thank God. But now <laughs> I was like, feminism. My brainwashing is complete. <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Did I ever tell you about when I was a cheerleader for two weeks in high school? Oh, two weeks. This has got to be good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you remember two weeks? <laughs> well, barely. <laughs> but my friend and I, I think it like kind of started out as a joke that we were going to like try out. And then she kind of really wanted to make it. So then I was going to do it in solidarity with her. But we both accidentally made the team. It was this weird thing where like they didn't have enough people. We were friends with the people on the team and they were like, sure, you can do it. I have zero rhythm and raging ADHD. So I literally like could not physically remember any of the cheers. And it got to the point that it was the first basketball game that we were supposed to cheer at. And the captain was finally like, why don't you like sit down and watch us? And so then I was the first cheerleader in the history of the school that was benched. Oh. <laughs> this was also during the same time I had highlighted my hair pink, oh, but I eventually just quit and did indoor track. And then we practiced next to each other in the gym and they just glared at me because now they were down a person. So mm. if it makes you feel any better, my sister was a cheerleader and she was the only cheerleader that could not do a cartwheel. Uh. Like not even a fucking cartwheel. <laughs> Your sister and I could have been on the same cheerleading squad. We would have really done great things. I actually have a little fun fact is that when I was younger, my brother, Justin, and I both for a second did competition hip hop because we did like regular hip hop for a few years. But because what is we did that, but we were both really good at gymnastics. And like in the hip hop thing, we kind of would do some gymnastics stuff like midway between. And people would always come up to us and be like, we want you to be on the cheerleading team. We want you to be on the cheerleading team. We're like, we're not <laughs> fucking male cheerleaders. No. How? You could have been on the oh like Navarro God. cheer squad. You know, I think like I could have been a lot of things. And for some reason, I just let it go and became a mess. Well, so... half of the Navarro <laughs> cheer squad is also a mess. So. Well, it's wild because like I do CrossFit and there's a lot, a lot of like kind of gymnastic stuff incorporated into CrossFit. And I'm always like, guys, I just need to let you know, like when I was younger, I was actually quite good at gymnastics. <laughs> so just know that like, this is not a representation of me as a whole. It's just a representation of like me now. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. Patreon.com slash I am the Q1. Jeff just did a full back handspring. 
full <laughs> twisted layout. And my boxers. And his boxers. You got to subscribe to see it. While smoking a cigarette. And Gia's there too. <laughs> Gia's there. So totally heterosexual person and famous ladies man, Aaron, drops Torrance off at school in his Barbie dream car. And we learn that he's off for college and Torrance is moving on up too because she is, like her dream predicted, the new captain. But with great power comes great responsibility and Torrance is soon faced with a crisis when cracked out Carver is carted off on a stretcher. When I was a junior, one of the girls in the musical, a light fell on her head. Like it was fucking Phantom of the Opera and she was concussed. She only had to sit out for one day and then came back the next day. Meanwhile, like on Broadway, the lead of Beetlejuice got a concussion and was out for two weeks. So like, I know this girl in high school should not have been back the next day, but I guess when you don't have an understudy, (laughs) the show must go on. Wow. Yeah. No understudy, just an underbite. (laughs) Did they check the rest of the lights? Um, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't in stage crew. Actually, that was that was the year I was in stage crew, but I had nothing to do with sabotage. All of a sudden, Donnie's like, I can step in. No understudy, no problem. So we learn that Torrance is cursed after a dropped spirit stick and her bad luck continues when she holds tryouts and it soon becomes apparent that this school is full of theater kids, wet t-shirt contest winners, and little sisters, but no cheerleaders. Enter Missy. And this is a cheerocracy and Missy is the poo, so take a big whiff, she's on the team. Here's the thing, I'm a very big Buffy fan. Me too. And so to me, she's Faith from Buffy. Yeah. Like I love Elijah Dushku. And I think that's what it was. I think I watched Buffy before then, and that was like, okay. And then I, I, that's, I think that's what it is. I think it's because of Buffy. Yeah, and the characters so similar. Chelsea wouldn't know. She's she plays a bad Buffy. bitch. Well, are you fucking I kidding me? I was going to say, Buffy? Jeff, if you were mad at me for not knowing Valerie from Sabrina, you're really going to shut the computer now. I was going to say, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Donnie has been trying to get me to watch Buffy since we met. Are you a big Buffy person? Loved Buffy. No, me and my twin brother actually was like our thing. We we wanted to get a, the scythe so bad. We like, <gasps> were looking on eBay. It was this whole big thing. And that guy that I was talking to actually just the other day, it was whatever. He was like, oh, do you have any shows to recommend? And I was like, I'm going to tell you this. I was like, you know, I'm, we're getting to know each other. I was like, you need to start watching Buffy now. Now, 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 now. So that this can be in our, in our dynamic here. I need you to know these things. <laughs> it's a very important part of Honestly, just growing into the adult you need to be. So maybe my life will come together and I'll be less of a child if I can just watch Buffy. That's correct. Quick disclaimer, though, because I said this too, and this is for all the listeners. The issue, or rather my concern, is that the first season, as many first seasons of many shows are, like they're finding their footing. It's kind of weird. So the vibe is almost a little bit different the first season. I think like even the theme music's a little bit different. Like you just, just get through the first season. It's not bad by any means. It's just a little different. Get through that. By season two, you're like, oh, wow. And by season three, you're like, oh, my God, it's the greatest fucking show ever. Yes. Season three is the best. Do you agree? I agree. That's the okay. season Eliza Dushku is on. Yep. Faith. Well, I guess because Jeff told me to watch it, I'll watch it. Okay. I okay. also think that once I force you to watch 13 episodes of Glee, that you'll need a palate cleanser and you'll be open. You'll watch <laughs> motherfucking Glee and not Buffy. Jeff, don't <laughs> even get me started. We had the misfortune of asking our listeners <laughs> to vote and... I feel like Glee is the show that there was like a hamster and a lotto ball and Ryan Murphy was just like picking cue cards out to do like Mad Libs plot. Where does the hamster come in? I don't know. (laughs) It's up Richard Gere's ass. Wait, they really... Listeners, listeners, I'm so disappointed in every fucking one of you for choosing... Glee out of all the good options. I think they wanted to torture Chelsea. 
I think so. What about like the OC or something? That was the other option. Oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Jeff, I know. You know what? I'd like to announce Jeff is the new co-host. Goodbye, <laughs> Donnie. Sorry, Thank listeners. You. Actually, I'm running this whole ship here because we're not watching Glee over the OC and Buffy. Oh my <laughs> God. This society. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Well, I guess back to this movie. So as Missy and Torrance's friendship blossoms, Missy learns about shampoo while Torrance learns Mm. that her entire cheerleading career has been a lie because Missy takes her to L.A. where it quickly becomes apparent that Big Red stole all of their routines from the way more talented East Compton clovers okay listen maybe it is because i relate to big red but as an unflavored white myself i know i know that cultural appropriation is wrong i do know it but (laughs) i do understand the appeal of it because like is it wrong absolutely 100 but what is white cheerleading if you're not stealing these black routines like nursery rhymes it's the fucking tagline from earlier like is she in it bet on it like the (laughs) white cheerleading is what so i do understand why big red felt the necessity to do so but like (laughs) she did get caught called out no that was a freudian to me it's not cultural appropriation it's just stealing good moves because theirs were terrible (laughs) you know what i mean like that's what it was it was just like yeah they got it we don't i would like to point out donnie's freudian slip that he just said big red got caught her problem was that she got caught stealing the routines. Oh, so you're okay with her stealing the routines? He is. No, I'm not. I'm not. 
<laughs> well, she needs to get them from somewhere because otherwise, I guess they weren't doing that well. Yeah, you're right. And I did, <laughs> I did learn this when I was looking up trivia. They hired two choreographers for this movie because they wanted two very distinct styles for like the Toros and the Clovers, and they hired obviously a bad one <laughs> for the Toros. So that's fun. Imagine getting that casting call. Like, <laughs> we want you. Yeah. We hate your choreography. I never want to be part of the Toros. Every night I dream about being a part of the East Compton Clovers. Oh, yeah. Every night. You've been touched by an angel, girl. I'm on Cheer Talk. I found myself on Cheer Talk. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a new style of cheer now where it's like yelling. Predominantly in black schools. And it sounds great when black cheerleaders do it. I don't know what it's called, but it is like a style of cheer. There was a video of a white girl on a black cheer squad doing it. I thought she was deaf, you guys. She sounded so bad. So then I read the comment to see if she... If she was or was not, and she was not, I, I didn't make fun of her in the chat, but I knew I could make fun of her in my head. And then on a podcast. <laughs> She's like, which now I have to fucking edit out. Great. I have to figure out what fucking timestamp this was. I'll make the video a Patreon exclusive. I'm, listen, I'm okay with saying whatever. No, me telling that story is going to make it to the main feed. Me putting the video of that girl poorly cheering is going to be a Patreon exclusive. Okay. Well, when Donnie puts his foot down and doubles down and shit, I was going to cut out. All Double right. down, Donnie. Triple D. <laughs> That's me. This is a podcast partnership. So if it's going to make it to the main feed, I would like to publicly say I did not say any of it. So don't come and for me. And neither did I. So don't you And neither me. did no. Jeff. For once. So neither of them. Just Donnie. Yep. Just all publicity is good publicity. Done. At Real Donniewood on Instagram. <laughs> I actually feel like you say worse stuff than me, which I feel great about. So after a passionate speech, in which the team agrees that this isn't about cheating, this is about winning, Torrance decides to turn a blind eye to her morals and agrees to continue to do the stolen routines. Mm. But this plan backfires when the Clovers show up to the Toros football game because while the Toros cheerleaders spend their time fingering each other, the Clovers make it clear that the Toros are, to quote royal family expert and TikTok skincare guru Bethany Frankel, a cheater brand. <laughs> so after a sexy car wash, wait, the don't Toros... go further. Um, oh. The car wash scene: Jesse Bradford, yeah. who is Cliff Pantone, Eliza Dushku, who is Missy, and then a couple of the background extras. They were late to filming the scene because the night before they went to Mexico because they were filming in California, so they just drove through the night. Um, they went to Mexico to party and got arrested. So then they had oh. to wait for like someone on the crew to bail them out, and then they came. <laughs> wow. That's iconic. What did they get arrested for? Everything I found just said partying. So I don't know uh. if like drug possession or if Eliza Dushku had her titties out. I don't know what happened, but there was partying happening in Mexico. Yeah. Wow. I want a movie about that. I mean, my family. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Jeff's Patreon to see all of that footage. Oh. Get added to his close friends list. It's quite a ride. It's quite a ride. Listen, and if you guys are really ready, we're going to New Jersey for a visit with the family and it will also be a lot of close friends content. Oh, please add me to close friends as soon as we get off the trip. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you're not on there. And if you ask right. me, By no, the time right. this episode comes out, you are in yeah. New Jersey. In the winter, there's nothing to do there, so it gets a little bit crazier. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> You're just stuck in the house with drugs and alcohol All right. and a family. Love it. <laughs> I can't wait to see where Justin passes out next. Oh, Justin and his cruises. 
<laughs> so after a sexy car wash, the Toro spent $2,000 to be berated by mm. a man whose facial hair could only be described as flavor town adjacent. <clears throat> he tells them to stop eating and give him spirit fingers. The only problem is it turns out that the Toros aren't the only team Sparky's been abusing. And during the first round of nationals, six other teams have spirit fingers too. Luckily, the Toros are defending champs, so they make it to the next round despite being publicly mm. humiliated. Once again, I didn't realize I've seen this movie literally every day when I did homework, but maybe that's because I was paying attention to homework and not the movie. I didn't know six squads had it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Listen, if the drugs are good, why not sell them all over? (laughs) (laughs) So we have told a lot of our most embarrassing stories, like where to begin, really. (laughs) Jeff, do you have any embarrassing stories you'd like to share with us today? Um, If not, the cuties have some. I mean, I'm sure there's many we can go to the cuties thank first you, thank you. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. a problem i have is it does take me a lot to get embarrassed which is a problem it's a personal problem that i really have no shame but i asked the cuties for their most embarrassing stories and they're pretty good <laughs> so i'll just read off a couple Okay, the okay. first one, I got too drunk on the way to a Beyonce concert and threw up on the jacket of the person sitting in front of me. Thankfully, we were in the wrong seats and realized <laughs> right then. So I got to leave and enjoy the concert somewhere else. That is incredible. That's fate. I mean, that's actually amazing. Yeah. Like, like, good job. <laughs> like, sorry. Sorry about your coat. Bye. I was just random thing. I'm like, well, one embarrassing story is that the first time I was arrested was at Coles in Torrance, California. <laughs> really? <laughs> What's it? Did you shoplift or was no. it unrelated to Coles? It was shoplifting, oh. but it was Torrance. I think which was technically it, but like that, I think that city actually in Torrance, California was like the fictional place that Bring It On was. Oh. Yeah, I just thought of that, like, but just put it together. Yeah. Circles. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, That's amazing. That, yeah. This next one, I took mushrooms and then forgot I took mushrooms and then called the police because I thought my hair was trying to kill me. <gasps> Luckily, my roommate got home mid call and told me to hang up. Still haven't lived that one down. I hope she's on Lexapro right now. <laughs> But wait, when you call the police and then hang up, don't they follow up? Because you could have been, like, murdered halfway through. Right. The hair could have done the deed. (laughs) Right, right. I don't know. No follow-up. No follow-up. Okay. Maybe they were imagining that they were calling the police, too. maybe. Like, the roommate got home and they're just... Yeah, with a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, a lot of drugs and alcohol. Got blackout drunk and started talking dirty to my boyfriend, except it wasn't my boyfriend. I was sharing a hotel room with my sister. Oh! That's rough. Oh, my God. Uh... (laughs) I would just quit the family. I'd be like, I'm sorry. We're estranged now. (laughs) And then the last one. During a sexual escapade, I got a small vibrator stuck up my vagina while it was still on. I had to squat (laughs) and sob in the bathroom for like 30 minutes until it fell out let's just say having a panic attack while a vibrator is on and stuck inside of you is something i do not wish upon anyone also it was my birthday (gasps) okay (laughs) birthday oh my god (laughs) at least she didn't have to go to the hospital though i have friends that work in like the er doctor care yeah and they've seen some butt plugs stuck up in sphincter so at least this yeah. fell out eventually yeah my friend who works in the er says a lot of people come in saying they slipped and fell and then there are just things up there i know my friend it was a girl actually that had anal sex with her boyfriend for the first time she had to go to the hospital because <gasps> what happened yeah, i don't know that was just a penis like no other objects and so there was that did he break her butt <laughs> i think there was a tear oh I don't know exactly what happened, but I know she went in. She was screaming, crying. Her mom was like, what happened? And she was like, he 
fuck me up the butt. <gasps> oh no. Um, actually, an embarrassing story. I lost my virginity to a lesbian named Celia. Oh wow. Literally in a cornfield. I thought you were gonna say Coles, <laughs> but cornfield is equally. No, I cannot a Coles. I'm banned from the Coles, but you know, um, <laughs> in a cornfield. Wow. Doesn't corn husks like hurt? Aren't they rough? I'm don't remember. It was like also next to my car. I didn't have a license at the time. This girl was very clearly lesbian. She was <laughs> not the aesthetic I would have picked out. Shout out Celia. Oh, if you were next to your car, why didn't you oh you're like obsessed with keeping your car clean? You were probably so I was probably car. we're not going in the car, we're just going next to it. Yeah. Wow. I was fifteen and then I was just like, what the fuck? But corn husks are I know I asked, but you didn't give me the answer I wanted. Corn husks are really rough. They probably scraped your It was like a far it was a farm field. Maybe it wasn't corn then. Okay. It was just a farm field. Like hay and such. Hay is also rough. Donnie, you have no room to talk. <laughs> You were fucking what? Big Bird in your high school parking lot. But that was in the comfort of a car. Was he a mascot? He played Big Bird at Sesame Place, but he I didn't fuck him in the Big Bird costume. Oh, I was like, did he have a huge schnoz? I was like, what No, just literal Big Bird. <laughs> I don't really know if I have any other embarrassing stories. My stories are just tragic. I mean, I've already told <laughs> that I've shit on someone's bed before, so like, I can't pull that out for this podcast. <laughs> I've never done that my whole life. Uh, lucky. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm not embarrassed often. Yeah, me neither. I'm embarrassed <laughs> by my behavior today. <laughs> when I have a crush, I can be. I can embarrass myself for sure. Oh, me. I mean, or yesterday, for instance. I think it was yesterday, the day before. Then I was like a complete maniac when I walked in, and like there was a text midway through, and they're like, "Jeff, like this is out of control. Like we've got to, we've got to figure this out." And so that might have been embarrassing too. I might have been, I've probably been embarrassing myself all week. Well, spiraling happened, and Mercury was in retrograde, so it's not your fault. It's the stars. Right. But I think it's important. Full transparency of the crazy up front. That's my motto. Like you have to just let them know. It's kind of like boot camp. If they can get through the first thirty days, they're going to be great. You know, what's good is a lot of them like. I think because I'm really uh, open and stuff on Instagram mm-hmm. is that like, you know, I'll meet them and they're like, oh, yeah, what's your Instagram? Pool? And I'm always like, fuck, like, this actually is the, how this happened. The first time we like worked out together at the end of the work, I was like, what's your Instagram? And I'm always like, fuck. So I'm like, this is totally going to ruin it. Or it's like, it's going to get out of the way. And then I'm like, well, anything you saw there can't be much worse than what I'm telling you. So there we go. And then, yeah, I always tell them though, too, that in the very beginning, I'm like, guys, like, I'm a fucking... I'm a nightmare. Like, you have no idea. And they're like, no, you're not. Oh my God. And then it's always, I'm telling you, it's like one month in and they're like, you're a nightmare. And I'm like, I fucking told you this. <laughs> I am so glad that Instagram was not out when I met my husband. Because like on Grinder and stuff now, there's spots to list your Instagram and stuff. And I was like, I would never. I would never either. No, because like my most current post right now is me in a wig acting out Mamma Mia. Who am I going to attract with that? <laughs> Wait, can I just say this too? Because I was just thinking about this. There will be these fucking idiots on Grinder who will like hide their face and like just show their body and be all secretive, but then link their Instagram. And I'm like, hello. Yeah, what the hell? A plus B equals C. This isn't adding up here. Like, found out way more about you than you could ever show in this fucking picture. It's so bizarre to me. Grinder is the dumbest. Bucket. I do love to swipe for people. Like, that's my favorite pastime for my single friends. My sister was like three or four years old. Not maybe I don't know around that age. I was like, where's this going? I know she had a grinder account. No, um, 
I was out of the closet, but not to her because my family was like, she's too young to know. But I didn't want to hide it from her. So I used to like go on OkCupid with her and let her tell me if they were cute or not. I was like, you want to play a game? And then she told me if the boys were cute or not. And I would swipe yes or no based on what my little sister said. So she was the reason I got some dick. Sweet. (laughs) Wait, did she swipe on Quinn? It was pre-Quinn. Wait, your husband's name is Quinn. I've always, I've actually, if you look back, you'll find a tweet saying this and I was like Quinn for a boy is such a hot ass name. Oh wow. I'll tell him. Quinn for a girl is disgusting but Quinn for a boy is such a hot name. <laughs> well sorry girl yeah. Quinn listeners but live your truth. There's a thing too speaking of swiping uh, on Hinge it was like a month ago and I had swiped left I guess literally on every boy in Los Angeles because then I got a thing it was like this picture and it was like you've seen everyone who fits your preferences but new people join every day and i was like i literally swipe through everyone like there's no one left that used to happen to me on okcupid all the time i would have to change my zip code to like (laughs) get new people but i was like fine i'll add like another year to my age limit fine (laughs) the next thing that comes up is like better luck next time (laughs) literally i was just like (laughs) i've swiped like thousands of times i know and i'm just like oh this is bad well Speaking of grinder, it turns out that super straight guy Aaron is cheating on Torrance, but it's fine because she's already been having cheer sex with Missy's twin, Cliff. Now, Cliff is the type of guy that listens to The Clash, reads books at football games, writes original songs about wanting to touch her pom-poms, mm. ignores basic social cues, makes mixtapes, and flirts by spitting toothpaste mm. into a sink. In short, he is... Definitely a guy I would have boned in my 20s. I still would bone him now. Like, if I'm just boning you, it doesn't matter what your interests are. <laughs> Jesse Bradford, you would bone him? Oh, absolutely. I'm not super attracted to him. I'm just not. Really? I think he's cute. Oh, my God. No, I would go swim fan crazy for him. <laughs> the toothbrush scene did gross me out. I, like, I do feel like some things are sacred, and I don't want to be, like, spitting into a sink, making eye contact. That's just not. No. Spit my mouth. Don't spit your teeth in the sink. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that for sure. 100%. Last week, I talked about the script that I wrote in college that I recently found, but can't tell Mm -hmm. anyone anything about it because it is so un-PC. And I wrote it in 2007, and I would be canceled and hung on a stake if I um, (laughs) I read any of it now. But one scene parodied this scene, and it was these two people, (laughs) a boy and a girl, brushing their teeth, but she used an electric toothbrush and then she sticks it in her vagina and then brushes her teeth again oh god every time you are like i can't say anything but this like that's a part that i'm okay saying what can't you say i'm so nervous also luckily for her she wasn't the cutie that submitted their embarrassing story and that toothbrush got stuck in her cervix now i need to edit it and i'm gonna add that in yeah this and there could still be a toothbrush in her cervix Uh. you don't know I do want to make changes to that script and do a reading on the Patreon. That's something. But there will have to be changes. Clearly. (laughs) If that story is what you could tell. Good Lord. Okay. It's not what you could tell. It's about what you would tell. That's true. And I feel like he would tell a lot. So Right. So I'm horrified. I'm excited. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Patreon.com slash I'm the cute one. We will be making our coin this year. Ask fully received. <laughs> Refusing to be usurped and motivated by Cliff's mixed tape, Torrance gets to work. The Toros plan to spend every waking moment working their asses off and trusting their instincts. 
Torrance finds inspiration from dancing, miming, boxing, and good old-fashioned white woman guilt. Mm -hmm. Because when she learns that the Clovers don't have enough money to go to nationals, she gets her dad to donate the money. But Gabrielle Union rips up the check and tells her they don't need her guilt money. The only thing they want from the Toros is for them to bring it. I was like, just take the fucking money. (laughs) I was like, just take the money. So the Clovers get the money from talk show host Pauletta. Torrance continues to be an insufferable goody-goody. And at Nationals, both teams bring it. And in a surprise to no one, the Clovers <laughs> are better. So they win first prize and the Toros win silver. And the respect of everyone by doing the bare minimum <laughs> and just not stealing their routine. Everyone wins. Yes. <laughs> How's it feel winning second? <laughs> feel like first. Oh my my grandfather did not agree because he watched this by himself and then called me after. He used to try to bond with me so much. It was very sweet. But he um, he watched this by himself and then called me and said, he was like, the Toro should have won. <laughs> I said, all right, sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. But, your grandfather watched this movie and then called you to talk about it? Yeah, and had like an opinion on it, too. I love this man. I love him. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's based in race. Like, maybe he just wanted the white people to succeed. I don't know. But, or maybe it was based on the moves, but he really was rooting for the Toros. Wow. I think my grandfather was the only one rooting for the <laughs> Well, I mean, with Janelle in the squad, of course you're rooting for <laughs> One last bit of trivia. According to the National Federation Interscholastic Spirit Association, many of the stunts the teams perform in nationals, including flyovers, basket tosses with head over heels, and stunts more than two bodies high, are illegal at the high school level, and any team that did it would have been disqualified immediately. (laughs) They all would have lost. Just those girls in white outfits barfing on themselves would have lost. There's been times I've just, like, on YouTube, watched that final competition, because I'm like, this is so good. Look at their moves are so good like it's i love watching that stuff when they like helicopter them too (laughs) i love that did you say they're called the intergalactic confederation oh i was like wow the aliens they really are coming to earth whoever wrote those taglines also wrote the name of that organization because those were a A lot lot of words words. so Mm -hmm. if we were to bring this movie to present day who would we want to cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to a sequel to be okay i made a sequel but i made it You'll see. It's 23 years later, and Torrance is cheer coach for Rancho Carney High School. But when her squad goes viral on social media for all the wrong reasons, she turns to old friends and foes for help. Now, that's all I wrote. It's what you would find on the back of the DVD. What the wrong reasons are, didn't flesh them out. Who the old friends and foes are, we'll see who's available to film. Hmm. But... I think in terms of one sentence, it's a sign. Yeah, I think maybe you can refer back to your source material of that (laughs) forbidden script for what went viral on TikTok or whatever. Oh, good idea, good idea. I guess I would have it be the same cast, but come together to do like, you know, a reunion cheerleading, but add in Tara Reid. Oh, wow. Bless her heart. With her wobbly knees. Whatever Jenny McCarthy said. I think we could recast, but I think that we just have Gabrielle Union play a high schooler because she's been doing yeah. it for 30 she's years still absolutely good yeah. i didn't cast the rest of them because i forgot about <laughs> okay. this assignment got so it final final thoughts what for us we touched on some of it but what aged well and what aged like blockbuster i think the message aged well like when melania stole michelle obama's speech there were so many oh yeah yes yes memes. yes okay, yeah. yeah so i do think that what the story was then is 
obviously still rings true today. Just scroll through TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the message still rings true 100%. It aged perfectly. The dialogue, I still think this movie's dialogue aged better than a lot of the other movies we covered from the early 2000s. But there were some like, especially gay related slurs and like slang, I guess, that maybe would be left out if it was made today. But I love it. They got creative with their slurs, at least. (laughs) They added a little flair, a little flavor. I will say the, like, overall gay undertones, there were parts of it. I mean, obviously the slur is not great, but, like, there was, like, a really cute meet-cute at the end that was a gay romance that wasn't a punchline, which we never see in these movies, Mm -hmm. where there's, like, an authentic, like, oh, you're cute, I think you're cute, and it wasn't, like, a flamboyant gay guy that was, like, meant for us to laugh at, you know? So that aged well. Yeah. Sexy the other thing that didn't age well is, which I guess maybe it does, and I don't know, the announcer at Nationals being like, in high school, I couldn't pay a cheerleader to talk to me, but now I get to be pervy in public for my job. <laughs> I just love those short skirts. I was like, oh, Jesus. But I think Jeez. he was meant to be a creep. Yeah. So again, kind of ages well. That's why so my answer was going to be like, I think it all ages well because all of the intent of it initially was to be a joke. And I'm a yeah. big fan of joking. So mm-hmm. grow up, everyone, and learn to take a fucking <laughs> joke. And I say this as a gay man. Like, come on, guys. This is so ridiculous. A lot of times we come to the conclusion that like it both ages well and like blockbuster of like this was a very accurate depiction of the way kids talked in the year 2000 mm-hmm. in high school so i still do i, I was know. just gonna yeah. say if anyone get trouble i for speak bag fluently oh, <laughs> but i didn't say he did again at real donnie would go to his dms <laughs> not ours well jeff thank you so much for coming yes, on you. and being here despite the spirals tell everybody <laughs> where they can hear more from you follow you follow along with your family's shenanigans etc I mean, assuming I survive the next spiral because I know it's coming tomorrow. Um, you can find me at It's Jeff Epstein on Instagram and Twitter. And if you just go to my Instagram bio, then you can see the link for um, my Manic Patreon podcast and for Adderall Conference. They're both in there. So next week, we are covering Deliver Us from Eva for its 20th anniversary. And Donnie's going to kill me. It's going to be my first viewing experience. I figured it would be, but I didn't realize when we made the schedule two Gabrielle Union movies in a row. What a treat. Mm. Yeah. Gabrielle Union Appreciation (laughs) Month. Always. On that note, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later. Love Love you like a sister. sister. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you, you later. later. Love, Love you like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.